0: To the all new change your mind about you, where we are learning to recognize our divine potential. I'm your host Kevin Mack, and in today's episode, we will continue our discussion from last time. Recall that Yeshua Jesus was telling a crowd a metaphor pertaining to the kingdom of God. Let's go back now to Mark chapter four and verses twenty six through twenty nine to review what he was saying to them. Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 29. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head as soon as the grain is ripe he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come as this metaphor pertains to the transformation of human beings i ask the question to think about the terms seeds sprouts and full kernel and how they could be interpreted Hmm. Last time, we talked a bit about the process of germination as well. That is when a seed planted in the ground sprouts roots and shoots. The roots anchor the sprouting seed into the soil to draw moisture and nutrients from the soil to support growth, while the shoots extend upward, penetrating the surface of the soil and continuing to reach upward above the soil, seeking light. Thus, in the process of germination, there is both a downward and upward component necessary to promote growth of the sprouted seed. There is a reaching and a grounding, a uniting of the heavens and the earth, so to speak. When Yeshua alludes to this process, he says of it in verse 27 that the man who planted the seed, quote, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how, end quote. Today, thanks to the scientific method and mathematics, we know quite a bit about the germination process. Yet while science can accurately explain what happens in the process of germination and has mathematical models to predict germination rates of different seeds, it cannot determine where the germination process itself came from, nor can it tell us if the process itself represents or is a type of something far greater. Fortunately, both history and the scriptures can shed some light on the subject according to an article in the israel journal of botany titled the history of germination research and the lesson it contains for today quote when the ancient egyptians entombed their mummies they added a special vessel containing seeds prepared for germination as a symbol of the mystery of death resurrection and life after death. This belief in resurrection was not restricted to the Egyptians but is common to many peoples and religions. Seed germination occurs frequently in the scriptures of the various religions as a symbol of this nearly universal faith. It is no wonder that germination became the symbol of these mysteries as it is itself Something of a mystery. A thing apparently dead, a seed, which even today by simply looking at it we cannot say whether it is dead or alive, when submitted to the right conditions, comes alive, sprouts a whole new plant, and creates a whole new generation. End quote. Recall Yeshua's metaphoric phrase, the seed sprouts and grows though he does not know how. Here Yeshua is alluding to the mystery of death, resurrection, and life after death that seeds have historically represented. He expands upon this mystery in John chapter 12, verses 23 through 25. He said there, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat, that is a seed, falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces Many seeds. Verse 25 now. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Hmm. Jesus ties these attributes of seeds, the germination of seeds, to losing one's life in this world in order to keep it for eternal life. So we can see by what he stated in verse 25 that the principle of germination, a seed being transformed into a plant, as described in verses 23 and 24, actually applies to human beings. If you think of your ego self as a seed, Then unless you allow that ego self to die, your life will ultimately not only be unproductive, but lost in the end. What Yeshua is revealing here is a mystery associated with name and form, the ego self. He is stating that anyone who loves their ego self, that is their false self, will ultimately lose it. And why? Because it's not real, meaning it does not conform to God's will. However, if that seed, the ego self, is planted in the ground, meaning here on earth, and allowed to die, a transformation begins to take place. Now remember how the formation of the roots and shoots during germination, the grounding and the reaching, picture the linking of heaven and earth? Well, the moisture and the nutrients in the earth combined with the light of the sun, the heavens, nurture growth and change so that what was once a seed is eventually transformed into a plant, a different life form, yet similar to the one that originally produced it. When this happens, the new plant, created in the image and likeness of the parent plant, becomes productive, bringing forth many seeds. It becomes fruitful and multiplies. It can do that because it is taking on a longer-lasting life form, created for that purpose. Thus, in the second part of verse 25, Yeshua is making reference to the mystery of crucifixion and resurrection to eternal life, which is God's will and desire for all human beings. If you think about it, then, physical human beings may be referred to as divine seeds. They are not intended to remain as seeds. Physical beings with name, form, and an associated ego. They are intended to give up, that is, sacrifice their false ego in order to embrace their true selves as God created them in God's own image and likeness. Does such a transformation happen right away? No, obviously not. It happens gradually over time. That's what time is for. As a seed planted in the ground at first sprouts, forming roots and shoots, it doesn't remain that way, does it? There's growth and change over time. As Yeshua stated back in Mark chapter 4 regarding the growth process of grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head, and then finally in verse 29, as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. When the plant has fully matured then, the growth process is complete. The plant now resembles the parent plant that produced it. There is no longer any trace of that seed in the ground. It's gone forever. That process is similar for human beings. My friends, each one of you is a divine seed. With the potential under the right conditions to become divine. Just like Yeshua, Jesus did. That is God's divine purpose for you and for all human beings. So, do you think what I'm telling you here is true? Maybe not just yet, you might say. You may require more evidence before you commit yourself to believing what I'm saying. And that's okay. So, I will provide you with much more evidence in creation that points to this very same thing. We will discuss more of those elements in future episodes. Until then, my friends, may the Holy One bless you and keep you. May the Holy One's face shine upon you and bring you peace. Amen.